see, I thought this was just to go into the live stream for some reason. I guess this is the first time I've used this one. I'm on. Can anybody? I don't hear it in the in the in the house. You can hear it. Okay. Good. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Sorry for those who are joining online. Are, it's coming through. Okay. Well, hi everybody. Um, <laughs> welcome this morning. I'm glad I counted correctly when I did the the prints. Um, <clears throat> well, um, let's dig in, shall we? Welcome to Wisdom Seekers, July second, twenty twenty-three. Praise the Lord. I love me a good fast of feasting, so we're starting the seventh month. It's exciting. Um, and it's Breakthrough Sunday, and I'm talk and I'm really grateful that I have some breakthrough to discuss. So, but we have some things to to do. Obviously, there's not um, there's not. Oh, hello, there's the mic. Again, for those who are listening on the recording, I apologize. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as as with all, as it should be with breakthrough it should we sh I think it can be a human tendency to think oh good it's, whew, we got it I'm done I can stop no <laughs> no it's there's definitely a proactiveness that that has to continue because um, if you're not moving forward then you're dead you know I mean that's truth right um, so uh, if you see my title and I, you know, this was actually my working title from the beginning. Usually when I work on a teaching, I, I put a working title and it's usually kind of goofy. And then I change it to make it not goofy. And I guess at 2.30 a.m. when I sent this off to Scott, I was like, nope, we're keeping it. So it's don't fall into a burning ring of fire. You have to, you have to sing it. So if you do reference the title, you're not allowed to just say it. You have to actually sing it later. Um, but so it's about the ring of fire um, show of hands does anybody know what I'm talking about in a meteorological sense okay <laughs> my husband back there for sure does because he got to hear about it a whole lot um, but yes I see I see I see those hands so but for those of you who don't know we're gonna you're gonna learn you're gonna know a whole lot about this meteorological phenomenon of the ring of fire um, I honestly, I, I actually got to study meteorology for a hot minute when I was in college, and I loved it. I really kind of thought, if only SMU had had like an actual meteorolo meteorology like program, I probably would have gone into it because it was really cool. Um, and even then, I really thought, gosh, and I and I still to this day when I see the patterns in the heavens, the way that the weather moves. I just so see the Lord and I see such spiritual principles that we know from scripture and that we know just from our walk with the Lord. It's like this is just reflected in how he moves the earth and how the, mo the earth moves in, in sync with him, with his spirit. So, um, so yes, and, and I will state before we dig into this that I, I did, of course I do have, um, a special relationship with the pastor. He's, he 
he's my dad. Um, so I did, I, I mean, when I was feeling this strongly about, because I actually, I, as, oh, those of you who are teachers, when you, I, I don't know, I'm pretty sure you also have this same, maybe, maybe Dennis doesn't have this, maybe Dennis knows exactly what he's teaching on from the very beginning and it's exactly the same. Uh, but I start one thing, and okay, Dennis says no, so there you go. I start, I'm searching, I'm praying, and the Lord's leading me places, but honestly, it's really just, I don't know, there are things that I guess that he's wanting me to see, or wanting to hone my skills in study, or maybe he'll want me to work on for later, but I'll study one thing, study another thing, and then he'll move me on to another thing, and then it's like, and none of those things are the things I end up teaching on. So yes, I see. I see some some acknowledgement there. Yes, this is I. I it's not just me, but so this was not at all what I was considering until the last couple of days. Um, with the current weather patterns we've been dealing with, um, and I did so. Like I said, special relationship with the pastor. I I made sure though because I was like this is a lot of me talking about weather and meteorology and and less less of I mean there is scripture in here as you've seen um, less of a full scripture study and more looking at modern things and I I wanted to make sure I checked with him <laughs> um, I, a couple times say like okay I'm feeling like I need to teach on this this is what I'm seeing what do you think <laughs> to make sure I'm not going crosswise so just making sure you know that uh, I have been approved <laughs> to do this so let's dig into it that's a long a lot of exposition um, so the ring of fire the current weather pattern we have had over this area it actually is more central has been more centralized over the state of Louisiana but has also reached over just barely past the Dallas area which is really interesting to me um, this very this high pressure system which is that hot 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 weather system has been sitting this is a phenomenon where generally, you know, you have your high pressure systems, which are the hot, the low pressure systems, which are the cool, and they just flow. They flow along that jet stream. And uh, I'm going the other, I'll go the opposite direction of what you would normally see, <laughs> teacher, teacher life. It's like, oh yeah, mirror image. But it moves, it flows. But with the ring of fire, it's where this high pressure system gets dislodged from the jet stream somehow and it just sits over an area and we've experienced it a lot I did so much research on these and they mentioned so many years where there was like there was a big one on this in this year and my dad told me that in the late 80s they had a, a ring of fire that was over here and yep I'm seeing acknowledgement of that too so you're remembering it's like those really really hot seasons where it just was no break. You have many, many, many days where it's over, over, over the hundreds degrees. A lot of times that's because of this, because it's just sitting there. So I'm, I'm just talking it out, but I've written all this information for you. So um, it's kind of normal to have a ring of fire in, in the heat of the summer. This is a little early for it. The, our ring of fire lasted more than three weeks, but I was so, I'm so excited. And did you guys notice, was it baking hot this morning? Well, I guess the mornings haven't been too bad, but what about yesterday? How was the weather in the afternoon? 
Wasn't it nice? It broke. And I was so, so grateful. Um, and I, was, I already knew I was teaching on this. I was like, praise God, I'm getting to witness it as I'm getting this ready. So, um, and we'll talk about that as well, but we had that miraculous, like cooler breezes. I thought I was, I was imagining the cooler breezes or I was maybe by a window where there was air conditioning coming out and I was not when I first felt that. And I was like, oh. Um, so, but I'll talk about that break and, and the other things I was seeing as I looked into what this actual weather pattern is doing. Um, so normally, I've already talked about that, so we've, so, but here's another element. So you can see on your paper, I said, normally winds blow counterclockwise around an area of low pressure, which is cyclonic motion, and clockwise around an area of high pressure, anticyclonic motion. And not, but it's not always in a full circle. It just kind of flows in and out of the normal, uh, of the different systems, creating a wavy pattern, which is why I gave you a little visual on the sheet. And honestly, what's really funny is, I, I'm sure I knew this at one point, but I totally did not remember. You look at it, it really is true that low pressure system is that counterclockwise and the high pressure system is clockwise. And that's how it goes in and out like that. It's so cool. That's just so neat looking. Um, and we're gonna talk about the spiritual import of all of that because obviously we know as you, clockwise counterclockwise hmm. um, so but let's talk about these specific elements and then we'll move on to look at further <laughs> meaning so a high pressure system equals hot and dry um, the there's a so with this there's a sinking motion in the vertical column of the atmosphere there Due to, the due to the clockwise flow of the winds. I took some, I, I, a lot of this, I just kind of, I should have put like notes of like, I got this, my resource was this. I think, I think you guys trust me. I could dig it up if you needed me to find the resource for this, but I did, I did. They said that, they said due to that clockwise flow, it's a sinking motion. And it brings, so the higher pressure or sinking air in the atmosphere, which is, they mentioned, they described as a heaviness, makes sense heavy makes it harder for clouds to form leading to more sunshine and more heat so that absence of the ability of those clouds to form is really a hallmark of that high pressure system oh that's true thank you thank you that is true I, I do I have to be called a meteorologist though to be to be able to be allowed to be wrong that often okay Gotcha. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. Thank you. So then looking at the low pressure system, that's cold and wet. There's a rising motion in the vertical column because of the winds that flow counterclockwise away from the center of the low pressure system. Um, and this can lead to storm formation. And there's less pressure being applied to the Earth's surface by the air. And so that, and I jotted down in my notes, that I, when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's exactly what we know of the restorative work, that counterclockwise movement, the restoration of the things that have been twisted, right? That's the same thing that's allowing these storms, which bring that thunder and that lightning, that changing of the atmosphere. So it's just those two going hand in hand. I was so excited about it seeing like, oh my gosh, it's just, ah, the earth proclaims the glory of the Lord. Um, 
but so that makes sense, right? So we're seeing that shift versus that clockwise, which clockwise doesn't always have to be bad, right? We know that that's also the creative measure of the Spirit of God, but if it's a negative thing that's not allowing the proper flow, that's kind of, it's, it's going against that restoration. Um, which, when, when you look at those, when you, of course, when the one weather group that I kind of copied there said leading to more sunshine and more heat, that's, that's a meteorologist right there. But it's like, that's, there are no clouds. There's no real possibility of storms. It is just baking hot. And there's nothing that can be, no, no, no nothing can be done. It's just, ugh, and torture. Um, so I've already kind of talked about this, this next part where I, I explain the ring of fire. So with a ring of fire, the jet stream flows clockwise around the high pressure ridge, nearly completing a circle. So it kind of, like we talked about, well, I'll keep reading. The high pressure system is cut off and detached from the jet stream to the north. So there's a lot of little jet streams. So it gets cut off. The jet stream or a powerful cold front would usually keep the high pressure system moving along, but once it's detached from the jet stream, that area of high pressure becomes stagnant, which that word really stood out to me. It becomes stagnant and can sit, sit over the same region for weeks. So, hang on, move turning pages. And you can see on that next page, I have a little, Another image for you, and you can see fox, fox weather <laughs> right there. I couldn't crop that out, um, but this is an, an image they have of what our ring of fire we've been experiencing kind of looks like, um, where you see that jet stream in the north that it's detached from. It's just going along its way. It's, we're moving on the way we're supposed to be moving, but that high pressure system's kind of like just hanging out, just hanging out in a constant kind of repetition. Um, so another thing I wanted to point out, and I, I'm going to touch on all these things even more as we go. Um, so that they, they, they call it a blocking pattern. It's actually a term. So the blocking pattern is caused by the strength of that pressure system. So that this, this ring of fire here, that heat, that high pressure, be gained so much strength that that's how it dislodged from the jet stream. Um, the high pressure system in this case is so strong that, the that it is blocking other low pressure systems from moving in. So that's why it's a blocking pattern. So again, a lot of these terms I was looking at and I was like, ooh, ooh blockages, stagnancy, like these all sound really bad, but in, in a little bit, we'll be looking at it and seeing like, okay, does that automatically mean it's of the devil? Not necessarily, right? But still though, these were things that were kind of hitting me with my spirit with this as we were looking at it. Um, but I will say before we look into my scripture that I have here, it almost feels like I almost thought about like not putting this here because it's like, and the, the happy ending to the story, and <laughs> we'll put it at the end, no. Um, we'll look at it. It says that the breakthrough here, uh, the high pressure ring of fire is actually, I looked at the forecast, which again, you never know. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. But in the next days or so, um, that high pressure ring of fire is actually going to be split in two and go off to the southeast and the southwest. 
um, which two things about that. One, I think it's really cool that it's not just losing strength and just moving on, you know, diminishing and going on. Like just like, okay, we've, we've broken that flow. It just move, move, move. Instead, it's like, pow, <laughs> it's being smacked in, in, smacked in two from top to bottom, um, which I think is kind of, I don't know if, the, I, I didn't go into, I almost wanted to look and see like, how does this normally fall apart? How does this normally move on? I didn't get there, I'm sorry. But I don't know if that's always the way it works, where it's, it breaks like that, or if that, to me, it felt like a hand of God thing. Like, nope, we're gonna just, we're not just diminishing it and moving it on, we're gonna destroy it, split it in two into normal, normal-sized high-pressure systems. Now, now times in the next few days. That is true. I know. I worried about that. I was like, I'm reporting on this. I was like, better not change. <laughs> if, it just, if it changes, it's okay. Uh, that'll be interesting. It's like, well. <laughs> um, but I will say, as we were driving here, we did get sprinkled on with some rain, which, yeah, I know. I was like, praise the Lord. And we do have in our forecast days of very small percentage, but still chances of rain and lower temperatures. So I see that as just the miraculous. And that's, that's the way the, the Lord is for sure coming through on that. So before we dig further into what this means for us. So now you've, now you've had your meteorology lesson. So yay. I'm, I'm now you, there will be a quiz later and we'll, and I will ask you I'll ask you the terms that no I'm not going to I did oh that would have been totally something I would have done uh, I would have enjoyed I like writing quizzes yeah can't can't take the teacher out of the girl <laughs> um, but uh, but yes that would be those would be pretty good but I digress so when I was looking at this and when I was feeling this actually yesterday morning in prayer, I was like, all right, so let's look in scripture. Let's try to find, I'd be, I was curious to know if there were any scriptures that talked about heat or dryness that then, well, actually, yeah, there might be some more specifically on dryness, but I was really focusing on heat, heat in relation to storms. Because the thing that, oh, did I, did I even talk about it? I think I might have deleted it. But one of the, sorry, one of the elements of this ring of fire. Yeah, I didn't read this, but you might have read it. But the thing about it is, yes, it is a stagnant heat that's sitting there. But the thing that's cool about it is because of the nature of it, that peripheral of it that's just kind of, circling around basically is surrounded by thunderstorms it's generally causing because of that heat and because of just that ugh, that inability to move on anything that's coming up against it those they're stirring up thunderstorms and that's actually they call it a ring of fire for both the heat but also the fire is referring to the thunderstorms so that's actually kind of cool i'm sorry i didn't even read it um but that is that was the other element i wanted to look in the scripture and see where heat was and where it, if they were associated with storms and now i'm sure that there probably are more but i really only found one um but i so yes forgive me um if you find more of them send them my way um but I found Isaiah 25, which anybody who has studied Isaiah will probably note that 
Isaiah's a lot to unpack in general. I was like, uh-oh. Okay, we got this. We got this. So I just have a little bit here, and I broke down some of the words. Um, we're not exactly sure which enemy he's talking about here, but, uh, but we, we'll look at it. So starting off, he says, O Lord, thou art my God, I will exalt thee. I will praise thy name, for thou hast done wonderful things. Thy counsels, are of, uh, thy, counsel, thy counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. So the only word that I glossed for you there is the word praise, which is yada, which we know very well. But a few little notes on it that I pulled from the lovely reference uh, book of line upon line is that yada is praise. It's a revelatory thing. When we talk to God about what he has done, he will reveal new things to us. And it also demonstrates, because of the relationship with the word yad for hand, it demonstrates the desire for partnership with his hand through that praise. So I like that this is how Isaiah starts this chapter with praise in this way. Um, so continuing on, for thou hast made a city of a heap, sorry, of a city a heap, sorry, um, of a defensed city a ruin, a palace of strangers to be no city, it shall never be built. Uh, which, by the way, built there can also be rebuilt. I wondered if it should have been rebuilt but uh, in the translation. But just destroying those enemies in those strong cities, bringing them down and showing the might of the Lord. But here's where we get into some of the things where, um, some, some of the, the juicy bits here of the scripture. Therefore shall the strong people glorify thee. The city of the terrible nations shall fear thee. So strong people, these are the people of God, but strong, strong, fierce, mighty. Uh, he has a lot of strong words, strength. So I, I glossed a lot of those just to see when they were different. Um, but they, they will glorify thee. So it's, that's the word kabod. And remember that kabod is also a heaviness. Interesting, um, but really declaring the glory of God, and then the terrible nations. Terrible is Aris, um, ruthless, strong, violent, mighty people. These are the enemies, but they they shall fear thee. Which again, fear can have that element of actual fear, but it's also a lot of the translations. Of this word yare were to revere or to stand in awe. And actually, that's something that is kind of reiterated later when it talks about how these, the terrible people, the terrible, the, the enemy, basically, are, is going to be turned, in a way, turned to God. It's a submission. It's not, it's, this here doesn't sound like they will be crushed to bits. Instead, it'll be they're going to stand in awe of God and his glory. Um, we'll see that again in a minute. For thou hast been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. Okay, so we got a lot of things. Strength and strength here are the same word. Poor and needy are different words. Um, but uh, so let's see, strength though is, is strength, but it's also a refuge. 
so you've been a strength or a refuge. To the poor, that first one is dal, which is weak. That second one, needy, is ebion, which is a which is poor, but that's more like beggar, like lacking. So you've got lacking in physical strength and ability and a lacking in resources. So the Lord being a refuge and strength for both of those issues. And the note for the needy um, that is lacking in resources is also that they are in that sar, that distress, which is that narrow and tight place, right? Um, which again, I kind of, I, just kind of looking back at what we were looking at the weather, like that tightness that there's, there's that, like you, you're kind of stuck, right? That heaviness pushing on you. Uh, the Lord being strength, the Lord being refuge in that. Um, but then we are actually looking at a storm, a refuge from the storm. So storm was, I think just, yeah, zerem, which means storm, but it also means a gush of water, a flood, a downpour. So this just, that's not the sprinkle that we drove through this morning. That was, this is, this is a, this is an influx. Um, and, and a destructive one right? Um, which we'll see further in a second. Um, a shadow, which, yes, shadow can, is cell, which is also shade, also defense, protection. So it reminds me a lot of that refuge, that word strength. There, it's a lot of protection, a lot of defense. Um, but it is a shadow from the heat. The word heat there is horrib. Um, which sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's actually a place as well, right? Um, but that word I didn't realize, or I must have forgotten, that Horeb meant drought, desolation, dry, heat, and it's also another name for Sinai. So this place of meeting with the Lord is also this kind of desolate wilderness place. Yeah, now I'm remembering it. Yep. Um, but this is the word that Isaiah uses for heat in these situations. Well, it's interesting because Zion is the same. Zion means a wilderness or a dry place. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we always think of Zion. And it's, it, that is always the principle of the Lord. The empty, the empty hand, the dry, you know, the wilderness. That's where he always begins. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that you, for him to use Horeb the way he did, mm -hmm. for him to be exalting Zion the way he intends to do, you know, turning that which is twisted into something that glorifies him, that's just amazing. Yes. Thank you. Well put. I appreciate that, Stacey. Um, yes, exactly. And there is a reference to Zion here in a minute, too. Um, but it is interesting, too, that's, that the Lord is that protection in that place too so in that place where it's we're meeting with him but it's an uncomfortable situation yep God, you know, that's when they turn to him is because they have a need. So God's 
good about putting him in a place where we need him. Right. Well, I think, and I think he would be the one to best know, but he knows us. He knows what, how we tick. Oh, yeah. And he knows that that's, yeah, I got to put you in that situation. But that's how you're going to grow and move forward and move up. Um, there's, that reminds me of, there's a song, um, I think it's Sarah Reeves. And it's, she said, I, she says, I thought I wanted it easy, but easy never needed you. And it's like, well, yeah, if I had it easy, if we had everything, oh, if we were, had the, the fruits of the trees and all the things all the time, and we would, we would not turn to the Lord. I feel like my whole relationship is built upon the seasons of whatever I was going through. That's how I knew, I found out something else about God. Mm. That's how I learned from him, was through what I was going through. Yeah. But when you're on the mountain, you're not doing anything but hanging. Right. <laughs> it's true. You know? That's true. When you're in the valley, you're looking, you're looking for that. You're looking for resource through the Lord. Mm -hmm. But through that, you're learning about yourself. You're learning about, and through that, you're learning about Him. Um, so those are the best, the, the best, it's the best. Yeah. We don't look forward to those times. But, <laughs> wow, the fruit of that is a, it's just, it's incomparable. You cannot compare what we come away with. Like, that's what they say. It's what the Bible says. Right. Just for a minute. For the glory that will be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. That's good. I like that. It's good. It's good, blah, blah, blah. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, yes. That last bit of verse four, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. So we have storm hitting again, and we have the word blast, which is ruach, which is like, huh? The, the ruach of the terrible ones? which we know who uh, we know that is the breath the breath of god usually we've got that wind that spirit um it's spirit breath but also i i hadn't remembered that it also had this other these other little translations of anger and blast and tempest <coughs> um so <coughs> i'm sorry <coughs> um so that is interesting to see that it's i would think that 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 brings power to what that those terrible ones their their might you're seeing like oh they have a ruach which is twisted obviously it's not obviously the the breath of god but it is something that is a powerful explosion of breath or wind or a tempest and when it's as a storm again the same word which is a flood or a downpour against the wall. Now, one of the commentaries, I was like, what does that mean? A storm against the wall. Hmm. And I thought, well, I guess if you got rain hitting a wall. But they were talking about how it's like they, again, the commentators were saying perhaps it was like a flood of water that comes up and takes a wall down, perhaps. And so it's like, oh, well, yeah, that's pretty strong. That's pretty intense. Um, so again, the Lord is a refuge in that time. Um, last verse there, thou shalt bring down the noise of strangers as the heat in a dry place, even the heat with the shadow of a cloud. 
the branch of the terrible one shall be brought low. Okay, so to bring down is to bring to submission, it's to humble, to bend the knee, and the noise is that roar of the foreigners, the strangers. Um, so that, that makes sense, to humble, to subdue. Yeah, that works. Um, but you'll do that as the heat in a dry place. Heat there is Horeb again. And dry place here is Sion, Zion, which, which Stacy just brought up. That Zion is that dry place, that twisted place. But that is still a place where we can go and, and well, I'll, I'll reference it in a minute. We can go and, and meet with God in that place too. Um, even the heat, that Horeb, with the shadow of a cloud. Shadow of a cloud, those, those terms were basically what they meant. So that's why I didn't bolden them. Um, the branch, which is basically the progeny, or the extension of those terrible ones, the, that enemy, shall be brought low. I thought that would mean they will be crushed. No, it doesn't. It actually means to testify, to speak, to shout, to take heed. So that, to me, again, reflects what was being said earlier with uh, those terrible ones that I talked about, with them fearing God, revering or standing in awe. It's this, this submission that they're brought to where it's they're seeing and they will be made to recognize the glory of God. They will be made to declare the goodness of God, which that's, yeah, that's awesome, right? Um, which I mean, there's a lot of scriptures where it's like, they will be crushed and destroyed and their blood shall water the fields. Actually, that's the French national anthem. Um, but, but, you know, sounds like some of the scripture. Um, but no, this is a little different. So we've got all of this going on with this intense pressure, this intense heat that the Lord is being a refuge from. We've got this enemy here that is indicative of that, but instead of, in which a lot of times, completely ob obliterating them, the promise here is that God's might will be made known to them. They will be, they will see it and they will turn and revere and declare the goodness of God, which I think is pretty cool. I've received that word over this place. Um, but just a few notes on just what we looked at. Obviously, this chapter continues, but I, I didn't want to bite off more than I could chew on that one. But I, I, just to reiterate, I love that he started out with Yada in praise, that revelatory and partnership praise. Then he gets into this discussion. He also, the, the praising continues with declaring the glory of God, and it's bringing those enemies into submission to to the Lord's authority. Um, do we have any comments on, on this scripture at all before we move to this final little section? Yes, sir? It's interesting that you were talking about you know, God and that heaviness and it speaks to that pressing and it's not just us that will be pressed. It will be, everyone will be made to be low before the Lord be pressed out. Amen. We'll just be able to deal with that pressure. Right. As opposed to those that are just full of hot air. 
full of hot air my goodness but that is true though we we know what it is and we are in right standing and so that pressure though uncomfortable <laughs> is 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 feeling that we know that glory of, of God and we we want that that experience versus that being something that is forcing change it forces change in us too but as Stacy said it's like we don't really like going through some of those seasons but we know we we know what we have learned in those seasons in the past, and so we know something good's coming. Something good's coming. <laughs> I can make it through. I can make it through. Um, I, I do think that you know one of the things I feel like the Lord has um, taught us is that the plan of God usually actually usually doesn't look rosy mm-hmm. from where we're at in the midst of the plan. Being, you know, we're walking in the plan, but like Joseph, who was in prison by his brothers, you know, put him in the pit, and then he was, you know, wrongfully in prison for those years. Um, you know, that was part of the plan. That was, I mean, that's how God was getting him to where he needed to be. Didn't look like a plan. Didn't look like a very good plan. <laughs> didn't like a plan at all. You know, I'm in prison. Well, certainly something has gone wrong, and so the Lord's plan isn't working. That's right. So that's the way I think Christians often view bad things that happen to them. Mm-hmm. They're always just trying to bind and rebuke it and get out of it. When it's the right. plan itself, it's the, it's the thing they're in, the pressure they're in, that's actually going to propel them into the place where God's going to exalt them. Now, does exalting mean that you're going to be over Egypt and everything? No, it doesn't always mean that you're going to be the leader over something, but he is still exalting you in the calling that you have in whatever God's asking you to do. And I think that we have finally settled into recognizing when negative things are happening, yes, it's, it could be the enemy. I mean, they said that the, that the brothers did it for evil. Mm-hmm. God meant it for good. So there are things, people, situations coming against us that do mean evil, but God means it for the good. And so, yeah, the enemy is involved. But that doesn't mean you're going to bind the enemy or stop the enemy. We still have to recognize, like you said, right here, you said we have to ask the Lord, what's he doing with this pressure system? Is it something we address because it is the enemy that God wants us to overcome? Or is it something God wants us to walk through with him? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have to be discerning. But the first step is recognizing that just because something bad is happening doesn't mean the enemy is, you know, all up in our face and doing something he shouldn't be doing. God's God's probably allowing it, you know, and right. unless God says otherwise, we don't we won't pick a fight with that. Right, exactly. Which actually brings me to that first comment I have, how to respond as saints. Yeah. <clears throat> which I'm sure you you might have seen. But I did, and that's why I made reference to it. Because I love that, it. That's, we have to discern what is happening. We can't just assume. Absolutely. Yes, cannot always assume it is the enemy. We have to discern and ask the Lord for revelation. So the question I wrote there is, is that stalling or stagnancy from the enemy, or is it a kind of a sila from the Lord? And so these were questions. Again, this is where I did bring in pastor, because I was like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, claim that I can, I have the authority to be like, all right, church and network, we're doing this. I'm like, I'm going to talk with him. And then we prayed about it and we're discussing. So there were a lot of things, by the way, that pastor had, had mentioned to me. So there's, it's, 
there's a lot of things I'll discuss between bullet point one and bullet point two, you will, you will note. Um, but um, so yes, there's that question. And I, as I was praying about this uh, myself, before discussing it with pastor, I was tell I had that same thought of just like, well, you don't want to just bind and rebuke anytime there's something that doesn't go your way, just like Joseph didn't bind and rebuke being in prison, right? Um, but just trying to see, and I and I didn't feel like right off that it needed to be something that we needed to say. Well, bless God, move this heat on. Um, and I, but there have been times when that has been the right move, specifically talking about this meteorological thing. Um, when I talked to Pastor about it, he referenced that time at the end of the 80s when, when that hit and the church felt that they needed to pray and, and, and pray against that. And that heat system moved on. And so there are times when it's like, mm, yeah, this needs to be, this is an enemy, purely enemy-driven thing, and, and the Lord's telling us, green means go, let's move, let's do this. Um, and I wasn't feeling like we needed to bind and rebuke at that moment. Um, now, a few things that uh, the pastor brought to light for me was he did state, he was like, yes, it definitely indicates spiritual activity. Um, and he noted that, you, and as I said before, that specific, this ring of fire was centralized over Louisiana. And he noted that Louisiana is a very, very, I don't know how to describe it, um, is a hotbed of spiritual activity, uh, largely of the enemy, right? And he was telling me, it's it's great to. By the way, I will I will I'm going to tattle on myself as I noted before that I was up really 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 late finishing this up, but you know pastors in France right now, and uh, I was he texted me when he woke up or not long after he had woken up and was already getting about his morning, and I was texting him back and so he he just called so we had a lovely chat at about. 12:30 a.m. my time, um, but it was fun. I got to see the sunshine of the morning in France, it was very nice. Um, but anyway, so he, so he's just tell, talking, we were just discussing back and forth, and he was talking about the experience that he's had as a pastor here, and as an as the apostle here, and of what spiritual influences have tried to attack over the years from that general area. Um, even referencing one, one being that he had said that he knew was from New Orleans, and that was very much, very clear about coming against our move in particular and what we're doing on behalf of the Father. And so he was like, that's, that's, that's a big, that's a big stronghold there. And, and, um, and one thing that he noted to me like earlier on that it kind of was, I was like, oh, that's really nice to think about. He said, perhaps the, the folks that, the, the, the spiritual ones in Louisiana might be doing spiritual warfare against this in their terrio and, and working to move that forward. And maybe that's why we weren't, we weren't put on the front lines there. And I was like, well, that's an interesting, it's like, oh, that's nice. Cause I don't know, we don't know saints in Louisiana, do we? Okay, I was like, oh, I hope don't you remember sister so-and-so? Like, oh, shoot. No, I don't, we don't know them, but that doesn't mean they don't exist and they're not functioning as intercessors. And I'm like, oh, that's exciting. I, I like that, that prospect. Um, <clears throat> now, 
I, I also want to note too that um, just when I noticed that breakthrough in the weather, that change in the weather, it was right about the time that Pastor was speaking. Um, well, actually, I'll talk about that in a second. But where did I? I put that somewhere. Hmm. It was right around the time that Pastor was speaking to the French um, and French speaking saints about the trees and how they how they kind of dictate that weather pattern or, or not dictate but i know i have it written down here somewhere but it's i have no idea um well, they generate they, how they, they generate the weather pattern yeah, yes the leaves do are the ones that, that uh, release that exactly exactly so it was right about that time when he was speaking that forth in the european terrio as this kind of shift happened for us, I was like, ooh, I think that's significant. And honestly, the fact that we are, we are coming to this culminating point this weekend where the saints are being girded up and we're moving forward in Europe, which had the, the fact that we've not been able to go and have a conference of this kind in France or in Europe in general for four years, is that's that's a kind of stagnancy right that's a kind of blockage and that this is the release and the breakthrough and so i thought it was really poignant that all of this is happening we had two plus weeks of this kind of heavy oppressiveness moving into this breakthrough um so this can this breakthrough is continuing um, and again, I, I didn't reference it, but one of the things that, again, we, we looked at that clockwise and counterclockwise movement. I looked into Chul, that, that move towards that rest, restorative uh, work of the Lord. I also looked at Galau, which again is another word used for restoration. It is, Galal is bringing things back to the function of the original intent of God. And I, I liked the note in, once again, line upon line, Galal is the root of change. Um, <clears throat> well, it's line upon line slash the Galal factor slash all the books, um, <laughs> all the books. But it is the root of change. So it's bringing this function. It's, it's restoring. It's the true holiness, that hagios, of bringing things the way that God intended. Um, and it's really exciting that that's what's happening. Um, there's my note about the trees. There we go. I saw it now. All right. So thoughts before we move on to former and latter rain. No? All right. No, Stacy. <laughs> uh, so the, the, that next point, this is definitely tied in as well. The former and the latter rain. So our intercession triggers that first rain, that former rain. But then in Zechariah 10.1, we see that we must ask or sha'al for the latter rain for the harvest. And so I went ahead and put the scripture in there. It says, ask ye of the Lord, rain in the time of the latter rain, so the Lord shall make bright the clouds, which by the way, or make bright clouds. Bright clouds is actually referring to lightning and thunderstorms. It's like, oh, well, there you go. Uh, and give them showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. So the question asked, and again, this is, this is, part of this is from my discussions with pastor. So 
again, our discerning of these things, like firstly, is it something we need to step in and, and declare against, or is it something we need to do something different? And in this case, the question here was, is this stalling of the enemy? Um, so, I, well, I guess I didn't really answer it, but in the discussion with him, we did feel, like, and I, I feel it, and, and I'm, I would, I mean, you can, I don't know what you're feeling, but felt like it wasn't necessarily, like that this was a little bit of an enemy attack, but not necessarily something that's like, we need to stop it. It's something that, again, it's like that's being allowed, but we're having, we need to react in a way. Uh, not necessarily in the name it, claim it, move on, move on by hot, hot weather, but more in, okay, what is the Lord doing? So it's a stalling, right? Is this stalling of the enemy bringing an unclean spirit to at the beginning, like that former rain, or... And actually, well, I reference unclean spirit here. Akatharos is that word for unclean spirit, which is the antithesis of katharos, that free flow. Um, which that was one of the things that I was like, oh, that blockage. I immediately thought katharos. We need that free flow. It, but is that is that what that is exactly, or? Uh, so where we need to intercede to initiate the former rain so planting can happen or are we nearing the time of harvest and the enemy is trying to block that and discourage us from asking for the latter rain so in prayer and and you know just kind of seeing where we are in the spirit i really feel like it's we've we're coming to this culminating point yeah, and that's where we're needing to, okay, it's not necessarily that we're at the beginning and we're starting. No, no, this is, we've been doing that. We've already sowed. We've already, we've already called and, and partnered for that former rain, and now we need to be, like I said at the very beginning, it's with, that, with the breakthrough, it's not like, oh, sweet, there's a breakthrough. We're done. Woo, let's have a party. Yes, we can party, we can enjoy in the Lord, but we need to shawl. This is our moment where we need to be standing still and, and moving with the Lord in that, on behalf of that harvest. Um, and when the harvest happens, not being like, woohoo, we've got all the grain, we're done. <laughs> like, nope, there's always something more. And plus we need to, to hone that. Huh? To me, that's when the work really begins. Right? Yeah, I agree. Um, so a couple of notes, Horeb and Zion. Um, so we were talking about that as we were seeing it in the scripture. Um, and I noted for you all, we must recognize the breakthrough moment, find our place in Sinai and declare in Zion. Um, so again, that Horeb, we have that shadow as a protection in that heat, that dry place. And it's that place of meeting with God. But then this Zion, dry and twisted place, that's where it, that the scripture, the scripture reference, the scripture reference I have here, is praise awaits in Zion. We need to, in that place, praise ahead of what God is doing, right? Um, so that, this last kind of thought, tactically, I was, I was talking with Pastor when I typed that. Tactically, what do we do? Uh, the answer is functional intercession. Functional intercession. Again, 
talking with Pastor. Can you tell? Uh, <clears throat> we have already generated that breakthrough through our intercession and prophecy. Now, Lord, send the breakthrough, harvest rain. And so that's what we need to do. We need to step forward in the praise, in that partnership praise, that revelatory praise at Yada. We need to declare the glory of God. We need to be prosukeing as well, the things that he is going to accomplish and continue to accomplish, um, praising for what he has done so far and what he is going to do. Um, and that's how that breakthrough will continue and, and how the physical earthly demonstration of these spiritual things can really continue in fruition in the spirit and in the accomplishment of what the Lord is wanting to do. I'm very excited about this. I think this is really cool. And it's just, it's just to me, I, again, when I look at, when I look at the weather and I see it, I'm just like, I see, I see so much. It's like, it's just a painting of, of what, what we're living in the spirit as well. Um, thoughts. When I, when yes. I see what, when I see where we are, I mean, I think it'd be foolish to think of the enemy as not trying to, you know, make a play right. to stop what we're doing. Right. And that it wouldn't manifest in the weather. Well, we've seen that so many times, and we know that's an operation of the enemy to show. It really shows his hand to us. I think the Lord uses it as a sign for us. Right. But um, it's always going to be in the timing and how we address these mm -hmm. things. Because just because we have the anointing and authority to deal with weather, doesn't mean we just start waving, waving our wand around and trying right. to do what we want. We really have to be using it in tandem with his directive. But I do think those kinds of things are going to be more commonplace for us going forward because we know that is a strategy of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And as we really start making a move towards you know, a more volatile end-time scenario, I do think we're going to see a lot more of uh, miraculous whether things that God's going to do on our behalf. Because, I mean, think about just, just think about what, what God did whenever he was fighting against Egypt. I mean, he brought plagues, different types of plagues, right? I mean, we have to expect that there's going to be some demonstrations like that in the end days where we're dealing with, you know, either drought or no water or earthquakes or, you know, locusts coming through or, you know, Crazy, crazy stuff. We really can't be surprised by that type of battle demonstration. Right. Um, I don't know. But for, for this moment in time, I mean, I do think there's probably an enemy push. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean we've been called to, de to deal with it at the moment. Right. And the things in the past, I just think God was kind of, giving us, it's like a teaching lesson. It's like, yeah. they bring us into the field, like, look, look at this high pressure, now I want you to, to address that. And so Pastor did. I don't think we were ever in any danger. I just right. think it was kind of a learning curve yeah. for us, just like him bringing the rain, going, how many places has Pastor gone yeah. and broken a drought with yep. rain while he was speaking on voices, thunder, and <laughs> I mean, you can't get any more specific than that right. to show, for, for God to show you, look, I'm doing this. Right. You know, so there's no doubt. It's not like, that was kind of fluky. I can't believe I did. What a coincidence. Rain, and then it did rain. <laughs> I mean, you know, he was 
God's pretty specific yeah. when he's doing stuff. I agree. So, Well, and, and you know, as you were talking about that, I just was thinking one thing that this should also encourage us all in is the gratitude and praise for our role as sons and as saints because that's the difference what we were just talking about is the difference between being a mature saint and son of God and somebody who knows a little about the spirit and gets all worked up and excited and, and, and the phrase that I thought of is one that dad likes to use on occasion is that oh they treat a demon and so, you know they were rushing over to like oh the enemy I'm going to declare against it like no 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 hold up that is the Lord telling you to do like we've, we're looking we need to look at this whole perspective and see um, see what the Lord wants us to do well, it's that meekness well too right? there's the thing that the church who has kind of come into some spiritual awareness, they just become weekend warriors. Yeah. You know, they show up at church, and they want to really fight the demons on Sunday, and then, you know, they just go back to their normal lives, and it's, it's like that's how they feel spiritual is because, you know, yeah, they feel like they're they're on the playing field. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we've learned that, I mean, we standing is our warfare, and that's a seven-day-a-week proposition, you know, forever. It's not just what you do on Sunday morning when you come together. But you know, we had to learn that, too. You know right. what I mean? We really did have to. I mean, that, these are all things we learned. These aren't things we knew. Right. But we weren't, we weren't born knowing, like, oh, no, this is the way well, And, you know, we learned by messing up, too. We True. learned just by not, you know, it's just, it's just a 25-year walk of learning right. these principles. And because Pastor was seeking the Lord, God gave him answers. Right? Yeah. I think a lot of churches, they're not really seeking the Lord, so they are experiencing spiritual things, but there's not a lot of instruction and revelation that empowers their moving forward. Did we lose our sound? I think my mic is dead. But... But just in time, instead of just time. in time. Well, the, the the battery lasted till the time appropriate. But at least this should have been picking up. So that's good. Yeah. It, it died. Sorry it about died. that. <laughs> the spirit Well, something on the aside. Um, yeah. I'm going to veer off a little bit. No, um, not allowed. Um, <laughs> be careful. Um, you know, talking about the weather. The heat has been very oppressive. And, um, you know, when, and I'm speaking as an individual, um, when I think that the enemy is trying to uh, stop me or trouble me, discourage me, pull me back, whatever, it's, it's kind of a battle in the mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not having that right now, but um, I feel like physically, because of this oppressive heat that, you know, I'm being held back, uh, but in a physical way. So I started thinking about the story in Luke about, I'm looking at it right now, of the rich man and the beggar, and, uh, you know, the rich man died, and he was in Abraham's bosom, and the, the beggar, um, well, I think I said that backwards. The rich man died, and the beggar died, I think I said it wrong. And um, the beggar's name was Lazarus, and he was in Abraham's bosom. And so 
uh, here's the rich man talking to Abraham and saying, you know, please, you know, send Lazarus to dip his finger in water and to cool my tongue. And, and so I decided I, I should look it up. And it says um, uh, about, this is about Lazarus. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. And so, and of course, remember, he, he's, he's this great gulf is fixed between where, you know, the beggar is in Abraham's bosom and he's in hell is basically where he is. But the story was saying that he was talking to Abraham about that and it was impossible to cross that great gulf. And so, you know, when I read this, and I think about what you were talking about, and of course I kind of veered off a little bit. I was following you, but I started thinking about that. And um, you know, we're not in hell, but physically, you know, sometimes when we're out and about, I can say that for myself, I'm like, boy, you know, it is so hot, it makes me miserable. Can't stand it. But think about being in hell and Obviously, he's saying this is a physical thing to him. You know, he, he's very <coughs> tormented. Obviously, it's a spiritual thing as well. Um, I, I, I think about that scripture in the New Testament again about when the day of Pentecost came and there were tongues of fire on everyone's head. Obviously, that did not affect them uh, physically other than maybe, you know, really loosing that tongue, you know, to speak in all those diverse tongues, but um, it was more a spiritual endeavor there. You know, it wasn't really a physical thing, although some of the people present could actually see, you know, what was happening physically to these people. So here I am, you know, talking about just how I feel physically, and basically I was trying to answer your question here, and I felt like personally, the enemy was trying to block me and discourage me. Um, not so much to ask for the latter rain, uh, but just in in my daily routine with him. I just feel like I'm being uh, physically it, it, tiring, you know, constantly battling the heat, pulling me back. You know, I just have to make the effort, and I do, I do pray. And so that's kind of where I veered off uh, you know, after you started talking about the weather patterns and the heat, I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's exactly what's <coughs> happening right now. I mean, I could identify with all of this. Now, corporately, um, I think I'm in a different, I'm not going to go there. I think I'm in a different slot, but I just wanted to speak about me personally, you know, what I felt was happening. kind of amazing how God works. Like, we just went to Brazil and ignited this nation to speak in diversity of tongues. And it'd be amiss to, to not think that their prayers were releasing the Capros to go into Europe to release what God wanted to do there. And I just thought, how amazing is he to set, set it up? Like, we had it planned out to do that, but he set that up. Using a whole nation now, not just 
our little piece of all of these people to release what That's they need cool. into the earth and beyond. What I love, <coughs> the multifacetedness of God is one of the things I love about him. I was like, what I love about God, that's the only thing. No, but it's that he, there's all those different layers. That's really cool. And I like that you reference, it's like, well, we set this up this way, but we didn't set it up thinking, well, we're going to do this so that this will happen. It's more like this is what the, the way the Lord orchestrated it for us, and then that's what he was saying, I'm going to do this on the background. And that's really cool. And to speak to what you said, Tammy, I think that's, uh, thank you for sharing that, because there's, uh, there again, multifacetedness of God. We're seeing all of these different things, and we can definitely glean on that personal level. Like, okay, the Lord's speaking to me about how this is affecting and what, what this is doing in my life. And so that, that probably speaks to, to many that are listening and are here. So, yeah, I love it. I really kind of wonder if the form of the latter rain isn't a dual capacity. It's not like, okay, here's the former rain, and then you, can only, you can't do that anymore, and then now you're moving into the latter rain. Hmm. I think it, it can be kind of the will within the will. A lot of principles with God are, have two things right. moving at the, same thing, at the same time. I think you know our personal lives and our corporate lives can be a will within a will. I mean, there's a difference. There's so many ways you can view that, whatever that descriptive was in the Old Testament, of two different things operating at the same time but doing completely different things or even, you know, they don't seem like they go together, mm -hmm. but they're absolutely working together. Right. And so I think you can have the former and the latter rain. We're still crying out for seeds, new seeds, new things. And then we're also asking for God to hit those la those latter rain points, the places where the seeds have already been planted that need that. You know, maybe in France that's what that is on some of those people. I mean, I don't know. I don't know where they are. I mean, God hasn't told me. <laughs> but um, but I, I just feel like you know what Tammy said is true on a personal level. I think I think until you said that, I hadn't really made that connection for myself. But that's maybe that's what I've been experiencing because uh, he doesn't bother me physically. I mean, I like it, oh. but that doesn't mean it doesn't hit me in a spiritual way. So when you said that, I go. You know, I kind of feel that. I have felt just an oppression where, as far as my my own going forward, my own ability to do what I'm called to do, you know, I felt that struggle. Not that I didn't want I wanted to stop praying or want to stop doing things. It wasn't that. That's not, like you said, your mind is involved, but you know what to do, so you just do it. But it doesn't mean you don't feel the pushback is what I'm saying. Yeah. So I kind of feel like yeah. you, you've identified something. But I really didn't take the time to identify. I was just like, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> I just keep moving. I just keep doing it. I honestly don't I give the enemy a whole lot of time. I just don't think about him a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, he may be involved. But until God tells me to address something, it doesn't matter anyway. I just got to always proactively look to God for what I'm doing and keep going forward. But something that is interesting is that yesterday in the first Saturday, the thing that I, one of the parts of my uh, my encounter there was I felt like the saints and us in our house but I felt like it was the saints but as we lifted our voices that we were God was binding us together but he was bringing us up into the secret place of thunder that's the thing I wrote down yeah. the only thing is I couldn't figure out why I was there I'm like well we've already been sent out as lightning then really the next step is 
the earthquake is to see the change, right? We're, but I think, again, it's that dual process. We're still always lifting our voices. We're all still being contrite and being lifted up into the secret place of thunder. You know, we're sitting, you know, we've got a team out right now in France, so we're being sent out as lightning. And then there is that point of fulfillment. It's always happening. It's, you know, it doesn't, okay, we're only in the voices segment now. Okay, let's don't go <laughs> no, forward. No more thunderings. Yeah, no, no more lightnings. But I didn't think that was interesting when you brought this up. Yeah. That that was, I just didn't know what to do with that. Right. What, what it meant, other than what the things I know that. <laughs> Thunderings. <laughs> Holy <laughs>